Hello, this is a version of Igris. In our most recent episode of the Igris podcast, we discussed whether it is okay to, quote, believe in a Rebbe. We looked at a letter in which the Rebbe strongly condemns those who trust in him to deliver a miracle. He's a person of flesh and blood. He's not Hashem. Hashem is the source of all blessings. He derides this idea very strongly. We then looked at a very famous Sicha in which the Rebbe makes a similar case against staring at him during davening. Why are you looking at flesh and blood, the Rebbe asks, and not thinking about Hashem? It's a halachic problem. The Rebbe explains that you may not need to daven minatera, but since you did choose to daven, thinking of anything else, even a very holy man, is completely forbidden. And since you can't keep two thoughts in your mind at the same same time, when you look at the Rebbe during davening, you're doing a sin because obviously you're thinking about him and not about Hashem. We, based on this idea, asked how to reconcile all of these things that the Rebbe is telling us with other sources that describe a Rebbe as a much more spiritual thing, not as flesh and blood, as very definitively holy, very definitively godly. Uh, we saw some sikhas that say that it's very hard to imagine calling a Rebbe flesh and blood. We looked at a very famous sikha, a very controversial sikha, in which the Rebbe describes a Rebbe as being essentially... Div- uh, ass- Essential divinity, <laughs> divinity in essence. Uh, although we did note at the time that we can't find the term anywhere in the Sichas, Ayan Sham. Uh, finally, we saw Fabrengen from Reb Mendel Futtafas, who was uh, arguably the greatest modern interpreter of the Rebbe's approach to everything in Chassidus. And we saw that Reb Mendel explained that the difference between these two ideas, on one hand, recognizing that the Rebbe is flesh and blood and cannot be confused, God forbid, with Hashem, and also venerating a Rebbe as being something special that is higher than flesh and blood, we saw Mendel Futtafas sort of reconcile this and explain that the difference is in how one views a Rebbe. If you see a Rebbe as flesh and blood, you see a Rebbe as just a very special person, then he has no place in your prayers, and trusting him is ridiculous. We trust Nashem and nobody else. But if you see a Rebbe as a literal piece of godliness, as a literal part of the spiritual self, the spiritual sense, the spiritual world, then these issues do not arise. That was more or less the prior shear. The, the fact is that this subtle point from Mendel is prime Fabrengen material. This sort of thing is something that Hasidim traditionally discuss and debate and internalize after hours and hours and hours of concerted work, and it does not fit neatly into the model of our brief Igris shear. Nor is it really the right topic for a podcast where I speak to you and you, the listener, listens and can't easily ask clarifying questions. Because of that, many of our regular listeners have reached out asking for a more thorough discussion of this subject and some clarification. I'm doing that right now. That's what this is. Uh, so that's why I say it's kind of vigorous. And I'll begin that discussion by saying that it's a subject so subtle and so central to Chassidus that it really should be discussed in person with a mashpia. Uh, and nonetheless, we're going to try to do this on a podcast again, uh, which might be, <laughs> might, be adding, might be adding one mistake to another mistake. But I think that we at least need to make an attempt to clarify. So the shir today is a, uh, is a clarification of the prior shir, where we explain an approach in how to understand Reb Mendel more formally, uh, more thoroughly. What follows is one clarifying approach. Can I use my mouth to talk to Hashem? Can I use my mouth to talk to God? And, and the answer is, of course, yes, I do it all the time. That's how I pray. This is a hashkafic problem. This is a philosophical problem that I can use my mouth to talk to Hashem because I am not my mouth. If God forbid I didn't have a mouth, I would still be me. So my mouth is part of me, but it's not me. I'm not my mouth. So my mouth is an intermediary that I use to talk to Hashem. And why am I allowed to use an intermediary that is separate from me to connect to Hashem? Intermediaries are forbidden. We call it shittuf. If I use any intermediary, if I use my mouth, I use a Rebbe, I use Lahavdil, an idol or the sun uh, to talk to God, I would violate shittuf, which is a form of idolatry. So why am I allowed to use my mouth to talk to Hashem? And the answer is that there are really two kinds of intermediates. There is an intermediate that divides and an intermediate that connects. We call that mamutza mechaber and a mamutza mafsik. Uh, an intermediary 
that divides, I think a good example of this is that I tell Reuven to tell Shimon something. I want information to get to Shimon. I don't want to talk to Shimon personally. So I talk to Reuven, his buddy, and I tell Reuven, you go tell Shimon. That's a mamutza mafsik. That's an intermediary that is dividing. The line, the thing that is separating me from Shimon is Reuven. There's also a mamutza mechaber, a kind of intermediary that connects two things. For example, if I pick up a telephone to call Shimon personally. Now the telephone is a mamutza. It's an intermediary. I'm not talking to Shimon face to face, but at the same time, my intermediary here, its job is not to separate between me and Shimon. That's Reuven's job. The job of the phone is to connect me to Shimon. So sometimes something gets in the way of my direct relationship with something in a way that connects and sometimes in a way that disconnects. The subtle difference between whether I'm employing a imamutza hamafsik, a imamutza mechaber, one that divides or one that connects, comes down to whether I'm using a means to create a degree of separation or because I'm using that means because it simply is the most efficient way to make that connection. Am I trying to create a degree of separation or am I trying to increase the efficiency of my call? Now, if, if I ask a Rebbe to talk to God for me or give me God's blessings, uh, and I put the Rebbe in that place, in that Reuven slot between me and Hashem, I'm not going to go to God. I'm going to ask the Rebbe for blessings. I'm going to ask the Rebbe to chat with God on my behalf and make my case. That's a forbidden intermediary. That's a mamotza mafsik. I need to go to God personally, myself, and I don't need any intermediary. A Jew does not need to go to a tzaddik and ask the tzaddik to chat to God on their behalf. A Jew at any time and in any place can talk to God directly. There is another approach, though. If I understand the entire Jewish people to exist as one spiritual body, of which I'm a limb, in my case, like a toenail, maybe a big toenail, I don't know, a toenail, a toe near the bottom, I'm a minor limb on the Jewish body that, is the comp- that comprises every single soul of every single Jew alive, uh, every single Jew at all times, and the Rebbe is the head of that body, and then when I go to the Rebbe and ask for a bracha in that mode, I'm not asking the Rebbe to get me a bracha from Hashem, I'm simply using the part of our collective body that talks to do the talking. I'm using the mouth to pray, I'm using the head to do the talking, and that's not because I'm employing an intermediary that's getting in the way of my relationship, it's because once I've united with the entire spiritual body of the Jewish people, I am praying with my lips and not, I'm not going to be praying with my toes. I'm using a telephone to make a direct call. I am connecting to Hashem using the best means of connection, which is the best thing that I have at my, at my disposal. I have my hands to hold a sitter. I have my lips to daven. I have my rebbe for brachas. And it's because that's part of me, not a separate thing from me. It's one of the one of the tools that I use, the same way I use my mouth, the same way I use my hands, the same way I use my feet, I use my Rebbe, that I'm part of that spiritual body, and therefore I connect in that direction. That would be a Mamotza HaMechaber, a connecting intermediary, and that would not be forbidden at all. As a matter of fact, that's a very good idea. What I believe Reb Mendel was getting at is this very point. The Reb is upset that people are using him as an intermediary, uh, as an intermediary that separates, as a multa mafsik, as a degree of separation. They're thinking of him during davening, or they're thinking of him when they request for when they request blessings, and they're not thinking of Hashem. If you can get yourself into the multa mechaber mindset, where Reb is not an intermediary but part of the same spiritual body as me, then he's not flesh and blood. He's just he's me. He's part of my my nisham and his nisham are united, and we are talking to Hashem together. I think this is what Remendel means. Remendel means, I think, that if you can't do this, if you can't look at the Rebbe during davening uh, and think of yourself, the Rebbe, and all Yidin as being one neshama that is talking to Hashem collectively in the best way possible, then you shouldn't be looking at the Rebbe during davening. I think this probably applies to writing to the Rebbe at the oil as well and asking for a bracha when you're at the oil. If you're asking the Rebbe to chat with God on your behalf and get you some blessings, that's, that's problematic hashkafically, that is for sure. If you're approaching the oil, however, as a place where you connect to the rest of your spiritual self and as a united spiritual force, including the head and the mouth, 
which is the Rebbe, including the feet and the arms and all of the other limbs, which is the whole Jewish people, and together you are crying out to Hashem, then there's no hashkafic issue with writing to the Rebbe because the foot's talking to the head and packaging things for export to God. This is one version of the approach. And again, it's a very subtle difference. This subtle difference lies at the heart of Chassidus and it actually lies at the heart of Yiddishkeit itself. Uh, we say every single day in davening, that at the sea, when we saw the sea split, the Yidden believed in God and they also believed in Mesha, his servant, both. The Yidden believed in God and they believed in Mesha. How exactly veneration of a tzaddik, which is a fundamental concept of authentic Judaism, works vis-a-vis our utter devotion to one God without any intermediaries is complex and exciting, but it's a topic, it's a subject. And it's not one that uh, in any podcast we'll be able to get into in any real depth besides what we've done right now, I think. I I do hope, however, that this brief discussion does what I intended it to do, which is to offer one approach explained clearly and succinctly and very quickly, and uh, one that opens the door for other deeper approaches to be fabrenged about in person. In any event, as always, thank you all very much. And the next Igrishir is coming right up.